Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Here, we believe success is inevitable and everything is possible. On each episode, we get real about the entrepreneurial journey and look at what it means to lean into your intuition, feel in alignment with your business, have coffee with resistance, and trust in abundance. We answer the tough questions. How can we show up authentically in business, with integrity in relationships, deeply seeking in our spiritual practice, and with grace in motherhood and beyond? This podcast celebrates the anti-hustle, healing from toxic productivity, prioritizing rest, and discovering tools that will support both your healing and business growth journeys. Your time and energy are precious resources, so thank you for being here. Your presence is a gift, and your business is thanking you. Get ready to get real, get honest, and keep growing. Hello, and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest. I've been casually stalking Nikki on Instagram on and off for a few years. I'm a really big fan, so I'm just excited if you haven't met her, that you get to meet her here today with me for the first time. So Nikki Novo is a Cuban-American best-selling author and spiritual thought leader dedicated to helping individuals get unstuck, find joy, and live the life they've always dreamed of. Her work is centered around empowering people to connect with their intuition, to cultivate self-trust and bravery. Nikki's modern and lighthearted approach to spirituality has earned her a devoted following and waitlist that exceeds 1,000 people. As a leading spiritual Latina voice of her time, Nikki has been featured in Oprah Daily, Telemundo, Well and Good, Cosmo, Bustle, Mary Claire, NBC, as well as popular wellness podcasts like our favorites, Almost 30 Bounds Blonde. She has been commissioned to speak by big organizations like Equinox, Yahoo, Bumble, Avino, Marriott, and Macy's. Nikki is also a mama, and I'm just so excited to welcome you here today and just dive right in. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Krista. It's always funny to hear your bio read back to you. <laughs> I know. I know, isn't it? I just like sit there when people are reading my bio. I actually don't love bios, but the last couple of times on the podcast, I tried to skip over them. I felt that that was not the vibe that my guest was hoping for. So I'm, like, I'm just going to read the bio and be normal. Yeah. But to me, it's like, yeah, I've just been seeing you as a real vision holder I think for me, for a while, not just on the motherhood side of things, but just how you really blend spirituality so lightly, just like it says in the bio, I think it can get heavy, it can get dense, it can feel overwhelming. And I just really appreciate your perspective and what you share. And so before we dive in deeper, I would love for you to just share what's on your heart today, any context that you kind of want to anchor us into? I know you just released a book and just what's happening in your world before we get started. Yeah. So we're recording in July and actually I'll be turning 41 next week. I had been predicting that summer was just going to be a very expansive time for us. And, you know, I think when we hear these things of like, oh, summer's going to be expansive. Like we're like, we're going to hit all our goals. And instead I'm just, really like grounding into, I feel very much like the divine is bringing us all back into our hearts 
like almost like we were on some wild, you know, ride of like being hurt and being disappointed and trying something and it not working. And there's just this call back right now to our hearts and like to the pureness of like why we started doing whatever it is that we were attempting to do. You know, it, it almost feels like we've tried things before and it didn't work. And we're kind of like, almost like wanting to try it again. So I'm, I'm really feeling into that. I, I'm, I'm like so enjoying like the, this like light healing that's coming. It almost feels like effortless in a way, like just not effortless, but a little bit like not as harsh as maybe some healing in the past. And just really looking forward to, to seeing what is birthed from all of us as a collective as we are brought deeper and deeper into our hearts. So I'm just like really feeling all the heart vibes right now and seeing so much of it open and really seeing people going back to the root and the heart really of like what we were intending to do. And that is actually like where we find that bravery and that self-trust. But sometimes we have to like go back to the root. So I'm just, yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I'm feeling right now. Thank you for sharing and naming that. I love effortless healing. I feel like that is such a great, yeah, it's just like my shoulders drop even listening to that. I, I personally have been, and my listeners know, in like this really deep stage of healing, I had like a pretty aggressive sort of an abrupt wave of postpartum depression that happened when I started weaning from breastfeeding. And it just has really sent me into this major, major path and sort of like pivot or, you know, change in the course of my river into like therapy, talk therapy, Western talk therapy for like the first time in 10 years. And, you know, really looking at a lot of these like dynamics in my life and it has felt very heavy. And as my progress moon has moved into Scorpio, I'm not expecting the work to, I'm not expecting my load to lighten, but I have felt this immense shift in the last 30 days. And I almost posted it about it yesterday, but I don't have words and you just put words to it. Like there's a shift, like there's a lightness happening. I can feel it in my marriage, even, even in the areas we've been doing this, there's like a, a lightness and, and I want to lean into like what we can do with that energy during this time, because I agree summer energetically for me is always really expansive. I think for the collective too, it's, you know, it's just a more, it's a lighter time and we always are busier. My business is always busier and I'm always making these like crazy changes and things that are, you know, just like ridiculous things that we take on. And it's always happening during this like summer time period. So with what you're speaking to, I can feel a lot of that energy, especially in my clients' businesses around like this hasn't worked, this hasn't worked. And all of a sudden there's like a lightness here. And I would love to hear how even just in your past, you know, 30 days, you've released a book, which is no small thing. Like how you use this energy that you're talking about in a real tangible way and like let it seep into the work and to the healing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think so that like light healing, the the, re the way we can get to light healing is when we, you know, at the end of the day are not resisting what is trying to leave us. And 
I think that if everybody, if we can all together understand that we've been carrying like almost like this baggage or like this heaviness, really like the divine is really trying to remove it from us so that we can get to the next level. So sometimes I think when we hit like a really hard healing place, I actually talk about this in my book, like we hit this really hard healing place and we're like, oh my God, like I've been doing everything wrong. Like what I'm trying to manifest is not coming. Like, you know, like this is not working out or whatever. And, but the truth is like, actually like this messiness and this place where like that heaviness is trying to be removed from you, like all the, you know, it's like when the pimples start to come forward, it's like, cause you're detoxing, like, but you're like, oh my God, it's getting worse. Like I've been trying to detox and now like it's getting worse. Like my face looks horrible to be in that stage is really hard. And it makes us think that like the thing we're heading towards the thing that we're, you know, like that we've been trying to manifest is is not happening or that like, it's just not going to happen at all. And the truth is like that, that when every time like that comes up for me, like that, those pimples coming out, like in a process, I'm always like, oh, like this is absolutely working because it's just obviously the version of me that didn't have the thing was like just chilling and like living her best life, like just kind of not living her best life, but just kind of like at a place. And then the version of me that's going to have the things that I'm wanting, that I'm manifesting or whatever is a totally different vibration than like where the version of me letter A and then the version of me letter Z, right? So to me, of course, A through Z is going to be totally messy. And to give you an example about, I guess, so now it's been seven years, about seven years ago. So we were living in Miami. I'm from Miami, was raising my family there. My husband's from there. We're both Cuban kids. And we just like had this dream of buying some farmland and you're definitely not going to get that in Miami. We didn't want it in Miami. It was too hot anyways. So we fly to North Carolina. Our our kids were tiny, like two years old. And we go for a a weekend vacation. Like it was our anniversary. And we just like, we had like no business meeting with a realtor because we could like barely pay our mortgage at the time. So I was like, we are like so ballsy to be like, we're going to go to North Carolina and we're going to waste a realtor's time and ask her to show us around land that we could not afford. We could barely afford the house we were living in, but we did. So we came and we dreamt and we're like, oh my gosh, like wouldn't it be amazing? Had no idea how that would ever happen, but just like for whatever reason, kind of just really wanted it and, and dreamt that came back to Miami and the years from the time of like seeing land in North Carolina to actually, you know, we actually moved eventually. It was a five-year period. And that five-year period was torture. Like I thought I was going to divorce my husband. There was two months that we couldn't pay our mortgage. Like I, I, like, I just, I just didn't know what was happening. You know, I had, I had all these small kids. I mean, it was my, my, actually my husband, had a secret addiction that I had no idea about. We had to send him to rehab. I mean, it was like, I was like, what? I actually, to the point, it was so crazy that to the point that I forgot about the land. Like I was like, I I was just like, those dreams do not even exist for me anymore. Like we are in survival mode here. Like, like I might be living in a, my parents' house in a few months because, you know, all of this craziness is happening in my family for these like five years. And towards the end of like those five years is actually when everything like kind of came in together and all this healing that we had been working on and the opportunity to buy this beautiful land presented to us. And magically we had the money for it because like the market changed and our house had equity, all this kind of stuff. Um, if you want to know more of that, the story, it's in my book, Soul Led Living. And it's a fascinating story. But the reason I bring that up is because like 
that process is so ugly. But the way that I understood it is that the land has a vibration and we came to visit that land and they were like, yeah, that's cool. We like you, but you are not vibrating. Like you're at a three and this lands at a 10 and you cannot come live with us if you're at a three, you know, like, and so the, the desire for the 10 vibration brought me down, brought my whole family down this path of healing. That's what it looks like. That's usually what it's like. That's what it feels like. Destruction, you know, realignment is really like what it is to the point that like when we finally got here, the land was like, okay, like kind of like, I don't want to say like now you are worthy. It's more like now you are cleansed and like now we can vibe. So I I just kind of want to remind people of that because like it might look really messy right now, but take a step back, like kind of see if you can zoom out a little bit. I love to like just kind of close my eyes and even zoom out enough to like watch over my house and kind of like look how everybody's working and even like just watch how I'm moving around. And you may be able to see that like everything is happening perfectly right now because you are like raising in that vibration to become that like manifested version of yourself, that future version of yourself that you see. So what we can do to be light about it is to be like, take this from me, like take it from me, like whatever you need to remove from me and be so brave about it. I was ready to, the divine seemed to have been showing me to sacrifice my husband. Like I was like, if I'm supposed to not be with my husband, this person I love so much, but it was just not working because you are calling me somewhere then okay. I lay this down. If you're going to take my business from me, I lay this down. If you're going to take this house from me, I lay that down. And that kind of feeling of just like, take it from me because I trust that I'm going exactly like where I'm called to go. So once you see that happen once or twice, like, cause you know, we're always going through these seasons of healing and then expansion, you learn to trust that process a little bit more, but the lightness is just like, yeah, like I don't mind dropping this baggage. I don't mind journaling through this thing and working through this thing or doing some somatic healing or going to the therapist because like I know on the other end is beauty. I might not know exactly what that beauty looks like, but it's just proven like there will be beauty on the other end of it. And I'm not going to fight that process. I mean, there's so much in what you shared that I personally, and I know everyone listening because we're all in this together is like seeing themselves in your story. And I think for me, seeing and hearing these stories is just really, it's really helpful because I think sometimes when we're in the muck, it like makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong or I'm not worthy. And I think the point that you made around laying it down, like at Ma's feet or to the divine. And I think that this is a really big lesson in self-trust and in that devotion, because we do the work. Like if you're listening to this podcast, like you have a practice, like you meditate, you walk, like there's, there's something that connects you to the knowing, to the biggerness, to the God, to the spirit, whatever, whatever you call that in your daily life. And I think what you just said is so like walking the talk. It's like, that's why we do this work. And I think for me, it can be easy to surrender that, but I feel fear around like surrendering my husband to the divine, like, and also believing that he's also held and he's also on his path. And I think that's sort of the, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in business, like 
we're, we're always like, well, we're good. We're held. I'm going to go through this work, but I'm so like, we're interfering. And I feel right now that like, I'm interfering with his process and his work because I'm not trusting for him. And so I want to talk about self-trust because I feel like I have this like huge amount of self-trust. And, and one thing that you just said really landed because again, when we go through these levels and times of healing, it's like everything I thought I knew was wrong. And that's what happened when I started therapy. I thought that I was so evolved. I thought that I had myself all figured out and these dynamics and these wounds and these experiences are coming up. And it's like, humbling me to my knees in so many ways. But I still have this like immense self-trust. I'm a devotee to Neem Karoli Baba. Like I feel so held. I, if I really tap into that place, but then I'm like, oh, but what about, but what about, but what about? And it's usually the people around me that I'm trying to control. And so I want to talk about self-trust within ourselves, but then how we like, and what that really means and the bravery that you speak to, because I do feel it's very brave to make these decisions that I make. And, you know, I feel I've gotten really good at it in certain areas of my life when I'm in certain vibrational stages or spaces. But in that like human ego, messy moment, that trust seems to just leave. And is it that I'm not really fully trusting myself? Is it that like, what is happening there? And I want to unpack that and first just get your, you know, definition and how you use the word self-trust and bravery around intuition, and then sort of unpack it a little bit deeper. Krista, can I have your husband's first name? Do you mind? Clay. It? Clay. Clay. So... Yes. Like, you know, it's almost like that self-trust sometimes can be like compartmentalized, you know, like, oh, I, I can trust myself in my work. You know, I can trust myself as like a friend, but I can't trust myself yes. as a new mom or I can't trust myself as yes. like a wife or whatever. So there's like, you know, like areas of that, of course. And specifically with relationships, romantic relationships, husband, wife, partnerships, wife and wife, husband, husband, those like dynamics happen because it's it's a beautiful thing. Like we come together so much, like we unite so much that we almost like kind of confuse that we are like becoming one, you know, in many ways. And we are even just the way we're like living, we're probably like, you know, sharing loads and, you know, doing so much together. We're sharing a life together. So it's it's often hard to tell the difference between like us and like our children, us and our husband, because like, we really feel like we're all living the same life. We're so close to each other. But I mean, they're having totally different experiences. And the main thing, and at least in my experience for me, was we end up sharing our power. And that is like where it gets like really messy. So there's this idea that like somebody is more powerful than the other, you know, like, and that power seems very different. Sometimes it's like, you know, I believe that I'm capable. Like I can, I know that I can do hard things, but my husband sometimes looks so fragile to me and like, so whatever, like, I'm not sure he can do hard things. So I'm going to make sure that I give him like as much as my power, I share it with him as like much as possible. And that's where we overdo, overgive, like cross boundaries, blah, 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 you know, promote our husband's work, you know, all sorts of stuff that we end up doing. And instead of, kind of, and you know, and then what we do is we kind of make like a person with like a, almost like a disability. They kind of end up like limping because we're, we are carrying their, 
you know, we're carrying their backpack. So like a great example is um, my brother, my older brother is a surfer and he sent me this super cute video of him surfing with my two-year-old nephew. So my husband, my brother's on a, you know, a long board and he puts the two-year-old in front of him. And the two-year-old, like, you know, my nephew, like really thought he was surfing. He was like, I just surfed. Like that was amazing, right? Like I rode this wave. But the truth is he wasn't really surfing, right? My brother paddled out. My brother like carried the board into the water. My brother stood them up on the board. My brother caught the wave. So my brother's really doing all the work. And my brother has earned the ability to do that because he goes into the water every day. He's gotten strong. He can paddle out. He has good, you know, he can breathe well. Like he has earned that. And my, my nephew is just like coming for the ride. Right. So the re like the thing is like, sometimes when we're so close to people, we like by accident, take them for the ride. And then when, then at some point you get annoyed because you don't want your two-year-old on the front of your board all the time. And you're like, oh gosh, like, why can't you just surf on your own? And the two-year-old's like, well, dude, you never taught me. You never, never believed I could do it. You always thought like the easiest way was to like put me on the board. And you, you know, you, you never thought that I, you know, maybe his two-year-old at 14 is still trying to sit in front of his board, you know? So the idea is like, with those like partnerships and when we're like not trusting ourselves, like we do have to get to the place. Like I, you know, let's say he throws in his son to surf at five years old. You know, he's a good swimmer at this point, whatever. And he's like, yeah, he's going to wipe out. And yeah, he's going to get scared. And yeah, he's going to fall. And he might even be like, forget it. I don't want to surf. You might give up surfing for a whole year. Right. But my brother has to let him go through that process so that he feels strong enough. And that like, when it is time, he can get on the water by himself. He can build that confidence. He can feel powerful. He can feel strong. What's hard for us is to see our loved ones get wiped out, get hit by the board. So we're, tr we're constantly like trying to step in and help. But what that is saying is that we believe that we are God. We believe, we do not believe, right? That the divine will do its things. We do not trust that our children or that our husbands have a soul's path. And and second to that, we want to manipulate the path a little bit because we want to make sure that the path includes us on it. Like I want to, like I'll, you know, let my husband wipe out and all those kind of things. But if there's any sign that him wiping out means that he's going to leave me and like abandon me, I'm going to step in and try to manipulate that. Like we are, it's so hard for us to trust those like very hard moments, you know? So that is often like why, and there's a, it's, a, it's at the end of the day, it's a power struggle. A lot of us are saying like, you are not strong enough. I don't believe that you're strong enough. So the, the trick to that, if you find yourself in that situation, I found myself in that situation. I was, you know, like helping my husband run his business. He did nothing with the children. I took care of everything in the house. I took care of all three kids. I mean, the guy was never around. I mean, disaster. I had no idea he had an addiction. So obviously that meant a lot. But the way that I actually found out the addiction was I was going to work on my own healing because as an entrepreneur, you should always be looking at your own shadows, all that stuff, because that's how we expand. If you're not where you want to be, there's some sort of energetic block that's blocking you and it just needs to be looked at and worked at. So that's a constant thing. And I was doing some somatic healing. So basically just like removing memories from my body. And in that process, I was gaining my power back because the thing is when 
we have emotional, like just traumatic things and they can be big T and little T, right? Like as small as like when that girl picked on me in sixth grade, like believe it or not, you left a little part of yourself, a little part of your power there. So what I was trying to do is I was trying to gather all those pieces back. I was like, okay, well, one's in sixth grade, one's with my mom over here, you know, one's with my ex-boyfriend and I'm just trying to call those back. And what happened was that I ended up becoming like so powerful in myself and gained my power that I was like unafraid of what might happen. I was finally unafraid of being alone. So when I was, because I was no longer afraid of being alone, I had the audacity to tell my husband, I think something's wrong. I think you need to heal. I think you can't do that here. And I I trust like whatever is supposed to happen to us, I'm going to be okay. Our kids are going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And then what that did was like, he saw like this powerful person and he's like, oh gosh, like I want to, I want to be part of that. And that's really what made him change and, and heal and all those things. But it really is like getting to a place where, so like when you're in that dynamic, you almost have to take, you have to take all the attention off of the other person that might look like they're drowning and you have to come into your power. I know a lot of us are afraid of that because we think if I keep working on myself, healing myself, then there is no timeline that we stay together. I'm going to spiritually outgrow my partner. So I'm afraid of that. So, and, and that is a thing, but I think you can like tune into yourself and still hold a vision for this person's healing and still be like, I think they're going to do great. Like, God, please take care of them. Like whatever you're working with, like, please walk, walk over them, send them a lot of love. Like know that people do healings in many different ways. Like sometimes a man can watch a movie and do healing by watching a movie. They don't have to read the books or do the yoga or whatever that we do. They do it differently. And to really trust that and to trust like love above all and, and to be patient because it is a process for sure. Yeah. I think that's such good advice. Just, you know, wherever anyone is in their relationship, I think it's just so oftentimes we are obsessing or like putting the focus and attention on the other. And especially if the other is the one that like by, you know, the outside looks like they're struggling or drowning, like you said, like it's easier to focus on how to save them instead of focusing back on yourself. And so I think that that's really beautiful. And I I think the trust piece, like, you know, how we cultivate this and how you help your clients and audience, like really cultivate this. Because when I, when I read your posts, like for a moment, for a moment, I can embody it. I can embody that feeling. And I think there's such a big difference between the knowing and the embodying, because when I listen to you speak, I'm like, totally, I know all of that. And then you're speaking to it from the other side, from, you know, being now in this vibrational frequency with your land and your family. And if you're still in that sort of limbo or messiness, I think it can just feel hard to embody like regularly. And that's the practice. And that's why we do the work, of course. But I think starting with like that own self-trust and our own intuition, like I know this is really the core that you work with is like helping people really develop their own intuition because that then will lead to the self-trust and the bravery and being able to look at the world and relationships this way. And for me, I think 
that's where I'm at on my journey is like, I am just so focused on my intuition, my self-trust, you know, full transparency. I had like a big flare up of OCD with the postpartum depression. And as somebody that is like adamant about my gut, my intuition, all of a sudden I'm having these thoughts that I know and was able to identify as like, this is not my intuition. Like, this is not something I'm manifesting. This is something else. And I feel like I almost had to take a break from really like using that practice so that I could like heal some of that and work on some of that. And I feel really grateful that I had people in my life supporting that for me. But now I'm like, okay, last week I had this major intuitive hit oftentimes you get that confirmation within 24 hours, you know, that, holy shit, that was spot on. And then we can cultivate more of that. But if you're in a position where your self-trust or you haven't really been tapping into your intuition, it's kind of hard to turn that back on. And I was wondering if, you know, you've even gone through periods where you're less tuned in to your intuition and sort of letting outside forces and how you get back to that space, because that's the powerhouse, like when in integrity, like when in alignment, like that intuitive guide and flow is it. That's, that's it for me. But I had this, like, I got knocked off. And so I'm like a little timid about like standing in it again, because of that sort of OCD experience. And so, you know, that adds another layer to things. But for people who didn't, aren't necessarily having that kind of experience, but have had things happen that have made them sort of lose that trust a little bit. How do we like get back on the horse and, you know, get back to that place that we know, we know, like I hear you and I know, but the embodiment of it, like that's the work for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a chapter on like losing trust because I had a similar situation. I had like a boyfriend. Well, my situation was I had a boyfriend break up with me who I thought I was like supposed to marry. And I really thought my intuition brought me there. And I was like, what happened? And I like was mad at the divine and at my intuition. So I really like went off the rails, like on purpose, like kind of like a rebellious teenager, you know, like just really wanting to go the opposite way. And so there's a few things there. First, I think we sometimes have a misunderstanding of what intuition is and what it's actually going to offer us. So first, I mean, I think that I know that I got intuition into intuition. Like I got interested in, in intuition because I wanted to be perfect. Like I was like, I don't, I didn't never, I never wanted to make a mistake again. You know, I wanted all the good things to happen to me and I wanted to be able to predict, predict them and to make sure that like, you know, I was making all the right steps because I wanted to work, walk like a rainbow path, you know, and quickly soon as I got more into intuition, I realized that is not completely accurate. So number one, intuition is the energy of curiosity. So it's really this energy of like, huh, I wonder what this is. Like, I'm, I'm curious. Like, this is so interesting. Let's see what's there. So where I think a lot of times we think intuition is a guarantee, a yes or a no, a black or a white. And it's actually more of like, it's more of a pool and like, let's go in this direction. Let's see what's, what's here for us. There's so much unknown and so much mystery in intuition. And it really, if you guys have ever seen the movie um, Frozen 2, I have obviously lots of kids. And the song Into the Unknown is so beautiful because it's talking about this like, she's like, I can hear you. I can hear your whisper. Like, but I don't want to follow you. Like, I have no idea where you're going to take me. Like, 
blah, blah. And it's such a good explanation of really how intuition works. It's a whisper. It's a pool. You know, let's follow it. So for me, when I heard my intuition was bringing me to this man when I was younger, I like my intuition was like, follow this, you know, go to this, meet this man, hang out with this man, have relationship with this man. I, what I did wrong was that I filled, I filled in the blanks. So intuition was was saying, go this way, follow this man, be in relationship with this man. I said, my intuition is saying, go this way, follow this way, be with this man because you're going to marry him and you're going to be with him for the rest that of your life. That must mean this. Right, yes. right, right. So because I my intuition the- says this, it must mean this is going to happen. Right. Exactly. Totally. We like, and play, it's so subtle. It. Yeah, it's so subtle how it happens. But I always say it's like kind of like the sentence ends there and then we like added a, a conjunction and we were like, and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> so we added more. So we kind of had to like, look out for that. And I think it's so normal to like fall on our butt a little bit when we get it a little wrong, but it's too, it's to learn those things. So that's one thing to know. Also, there is a misunderstanding that to be on our soul's path, um, which to me, as you're following your intuition, you're following the voice of your soul, you're on your soul's path. There's a misunderstanding that to be on a soul's path, it is always going to be beautiful. Like, and that if something is uncomfortable in our life, if we are low on money, if our business is not working, if our relationship is is challenged, means that I must be off path. And that is not true. Like anything, there are seasons. And for anything to grow, there is a constant contraction and an expansion. So think about, I think a great example is like your child going into adolescence, like their skin is stretching. My My nephew and my niece are here with us and they're like entering high school. And it's like, I just saw them six months ago and it's like if their skin like stretched, they're so big Um, and there's like this like uncomfortable, like they look different, they look funny, you know, that kind of thing. And it's only because they are literally growing into the expanded like young adult version of themselves. So to say like, oh my gosh, you look so strange, your clothes is small on you, like your skin looks stretched, to say that they are wrong in that is to misunderstand how nature works and to misunderstand the seasons. I know, Krista, those of us who live in California or in Miami, we don't have, we have very subtle seasons. So we forget that it's not always bright. And just because something is messy does not mean, and also not only messy, but I think those messy moments, what's really hard for a spiritual person is to feel like, like God forgot you. Like they're not, like, it's not talking to you anymore. You're like, I'm getting no signs. You are not talking to me. You are not, you know, relieving my pain. And like, I feel like lost. Like, I don't feel like, like I must be doing something wrong. And in those moments, we have to remember that it's just like the divine is a, you know, a, a, a loving mother or father, however you see it. And when my daughter gets dumped by her boyfriend and she is in tears and crying, I trust that she has to go in. Like she has to fall to the depths. I'm not going to interrupt that process. I'm going to be silent, actually. I'm going to let her cry. I'm going to let her fall. I'm going to let her go into the depths. I'm going to encourage the depths because I know what comes out of that is the greatest teacher. So the divine is still with you when you're falling into the depths. It is a quiet time. It is a silent time. It is a lonely time. It is a dark time, but it is still there with you. And the the only like what that means is that there's an expansion on the other side. And I think 
when we fight that. So if my daughter breaks up with her boyfriend, right. And decides like, Oh, okay, I'm fine. Like, whatever, let's go keep dating other people, which we've all done. Right. You can spend two years doing that. Like, fuck it. I'm good. Um, whatever, which is really the fighting of the sadness of the tears. Then yes, her, she is going to be glitching almost like someday she's going to feel good. Someday she's not because she hasn't like allowed herself to go there. Right. And it might take a little bit longer, but to not fight or, or shame ourselves for the messiness to not, you know, and I know it's easy to look at social media and be like, Oh, this person's freaking growing broccoli in her garden with her hot husband. Like she looks awesome. I must be doing something wrong. It's like, no, you are like so authentic and honest and in your process. And you still have so much value when you are messy and when you are falling apart, you have so much value and gift in that moment. Hmm. I think that's so healing to hear for so many. I know like I personally, you just named it, you know, I'm such a big like observer of comparison. I see it in my clients all the time. And it's like, you know, we're here to teach what we're here to learn. So I know these things that I'm preaching to my clients is exactly what I'm here to learn. But like when a client shows up to the call, I'm thinking of a specific example. The comparison is so loud. It's like, there's no room for her dharma. There's no room for her process because all she wants to talk to me about is what other people are doing, what other people are saying, why it's not working for her, why it's working for this, this, and this. And when I'm witnessing it in somebody else, it's so loud. But then within myself, I like see other people, especially right now, the comparison is around my body, my postpartum experience and other moms that had babies around the same time that I did and don't seem like they're struggling. And twofold for me, one, I feel that if I'm honest about the struggle, people won't want to hire me. My worth isn't there. My value isn't there. So that's really like, I'm ashamed that it's messy. I'm ashamed that I'm not achieving or having this postpartum experience and getting my body back or still breastfeeding or whatever it is. And that comparison is so loud and I can see it in other people. And I know we can all do this because we're all, you know, sort of armchair healers at this point. And we have the language to be able to say like, oh, that's OCD behavior or, oh, that's avoidant or whatever. We all think we know it all. And so within ourselves to have that like comparison around our own healing, it just makes it so much heavier and so much messier. And I've been finding lately, like even in my two neighbors, I shared this on, on threads yesterday. I don't follow them on social media, which is so funny because they're our neighbors. These are like the people that we see every day, but it almost feels like I have this life that they don't know about because they see me as a mom. They see me yelling at my dogs. Like they see me taking out the trash and they see this like very light side of me. I don't even think they know what I do or that I have a podcast or whatever. And I would almost be a little like embarrassed if they found me online, you know, that sort of energy. And so we were sitting outside yesterday and my one, she's so put together and she's telling me about her summer in Chicago and her whatever. And then my other neighbor who's a single mom is, it's just all light, 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 light. And it sort of like got to me. And I just sat there, I was sitting on the ground with my baby. And I was like, you know, I'm having like a really tough month like postpartum is really catching up with me and I'm just 
struggling and it's seeping into like every aspect of my life. And they were like stunned almost like to the point where they just like nodded in like complete agreement. And then from there it went on to like the exhaustion and even the patriarchy and how as young women we're in our prime and we're supposed to, you know, be at the peak of everything right now and the pressure. And it was like real. And I think for me too, the conversation around privilege also makes me feel like the suffering or the healing or the messiness that I'm experiencing, like I'm almost not allowed or something because I have this life that looks so, you know, beautiful. And I have this home in Santa Cruz that I own. And But all I can see when I walk around it is I can't believe I've neglected my yard. You know, like, I can't believe, like, it's just all of this to say, like, the comparison and the self-deprecation around the healing experience that you just named, like how we release that shame and just lean in and tell our friends, like, I have this fear that my friends won't want to hang out with me, that my clients won't want to hire me. And so I'm just like, keeping it in and keeping it in and then reading your books and reading your posts and hearing you share. And I've had people on my podcast recently that I look up to like you that have shared these like outrageous stories of, you know, relationship or finance. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, it's okay. Like it's okay that it's hard right now. And how do you help your clients or what would you say, you know, to me as I'm sort of word vomiting that self-loathing I feel for like having a bad day? Yeah. Cause I like, that's why I asked your husband's first name. I was like, oh, like we just need patience here. Like you guys are really like becoming like, you're like these like little like baby birds that are like becoming and it doesn't feel like that's again, the, the puberty story that we've all been through. So we all can relate. It's like, who we all hate to be in puberty. Like I was horrible. I was like, my face was chunky, had braces. I was short. I mean, it was horrible. And like out of one, one day to the next, I grew like six inches and I became skinny. I was like, how did that happen? You know, like there was nothing, I, I didn't make that happen. Right. So it's nobody likes to be in that puberty stage. Nobody likes to be in that cocoon stage. And we're really like dying to get out of it because it's like so uncomfortable, but like, can we really have to find the value of being in puberty, right? Like the value of being in, like you have so much. And I think a lot of the value is the storytelling, actually. I think it's like, it's kind of like I am in war and every day I like do a little video diary for 30 minutes and I'm like, fuck, this is hard, you know? You're going to eventually get out of that, you know? But like, what a blessing when that astronaut, you know, like all those movies that the astronaut does like a, you know, a video every day and they're like, I'm dying. I'm shitting myself to make, you know, my garden. What the hell, what movie is that? I forget what movie that is. Matt Damon. Yeah. I forget that he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. He's using his own poop to he's like grow Mars. Martian, the yeah. Martian. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, but it's like, and then obviously, you know, he makes it back to earth at some point. Sorry guys, spoiler alert. I think that's what happens. And yeah. maybe I'm wrong, but the like, that experience, that storytelling is like so powerful and so important. So I do think that if we are not looking for connection during those times, it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to share a post about it, but like I'm going on my group chat and I'm like, man, guys, I am struggling. Like 
you know, my girlfriends back in Miami, like I had to text them a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, guys, I have to make friends in this town. And this, like, cause I've been here almost two years. And I'm like, and I am struggling. I'm Hispanic. I've never been around like so many white people in my life. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, it's so hard for me. And they didn't have any advice for me, but it was just nice to, they were like, yeah, Nikki, that's, you know, you moved. That's going to happen. It's hard. We love you. We will always be your friends. You know, like it's going to be okay. So definitely like there is some value in that time. I think patience is super important. Like to be a very good mother to ourselves, like what, I'm only going to love my kid when they're good looking, you know, like, yeah, my kid's kind of weird looking right now because they're going through puberty, but I'm not going to say you're ugly. I'm just going to say you're in your process. So, so really having that, surrendering it to it as much as possible. And also I think that kind of reiteration that like, I'm a mess, I'm a mess, I think is not super helpful. So maybe being like, oh, I'm in my process. I'm changing. I'm I'm like becoming, I'm evolving to the next version of myself. That is a little bit more supportive because then you can be like, oh, my limbs are growing. That's normal. I have pains in my knees because I'm growing. So these are all like signs of growth, right? Like that is what's happening. And on the other side, there's going to be like this finished product. That's really beautiful. Uh, I really see that for you guys. And I think what you and Clay are doing is almost like balance, you more than Clay, kind of balancing off like an impatience of like where like we think we're supposed to be or where I think I am going to be. He seems like he can move a little bit like slower, you know, like he can, you know, so like kind of breathing through those, those moments. Uh, there's also a great opportunity to watch like what statements, like what thoughts are need, because really when you were in transition, what's happening is that there's these thoughts that were working for us at, the other level. Like I had these thoughts that were working for me just fine in middle school. But now that I'm in high school, those thoughts, oh, girls are gross. Like that thought is fucking with me. Like I'm like, now I have no game. I'm, I'm trying to mack it to some girls, but I can't because I still have a middle school thought that girls are gross. And yet I'm like, I'm trying to hook up here, you know, in high school. So in that next level, what's happening too, is that your thoughts are coming up and your emotions are coming up to show you what cannot go with you to the next level. So they were fine at the level you were at before when you weren't a mom or whatever. It was cool. They weren't, they weren't hurting you. They weren't inflamed. They weren't exacerbating. You were fine. But whatever your next level dreams are, it will start to show you what cannot come with you. So you have to kind of, even in this podcast interview, so I'm just starting to do a new set of podcast interviews that are different than what I was doing before. I was, you know, like an intuition spokesperson. That's like, was my first, and I could talk to you about intuition and I can give you step-by-steps and I can give you a very linear kind of way to do intuition. My latest book is Soul-Led Living. There's nothing linear about it. It's a bunch of storytelling and observations and that kind of stuff. So now that I go on podcast, I'm still learning to kind of express whatever that message is. So as you're talking to me and as I'm talking, I can hear in my thoughts going, you got to give value. Like, where are your to-dos? Where are your steps? Where are your hacks, Nikki? You're not giving them because I used to give them at the other level that I was at. That is what was needed. At this level, that thought is going to mess with me. So I, when I get off with you, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my mat. I have a journal and I'm going to be like, why do I feel like I have to give that kind of value in a podcast? 
And I'm going to like dig into me to find what, so if that is like, remember if we're on a scale of zero to 10 on vibration, if that, and my last version of myself was a vibration seven, but now I'm really trying to move to a vibration nine. I am going to catch my vibration seven thoughts that, and they're not bad, but there is a version nine of that vibration thought. So I had a thought, which is really comes from my heart. I want to give value. I want to be available to the, to the listener. I want to help, right? That's where it's coming from. But at level nine, it, there has, I don't know the tweak is I haven't sat down at the, at the mat yet, but I'm going to have to be like, what is the expanded version of this thought? Similar to when people ask me, like, what is the difference between anxiety and intuition? Like, you know, sometimes it feels like my anxiety is like trying to tell me, and anxiety is a bit of a premonition. Anxiety is actually a part of our intuition, but on the scale of zero to 10 of vibration, anxiety is usually like a one or a two. So if I'm feeling like anxious that I'm not going to pay rent, there is truth in that, but it is not the highest expression of, of the truth. So I have to actually like sit with that like lower level thought, that anxiety thought about, I'm not going to pretend like, no, nah, I'm not going to listen to you. That would be bypassing. Like you're not important. Fuck it. I'm going to sit here and like, you know, meditate on my $2,000 coming in to pay my rent. Like, no, I'm going to go into it and be like, what is the truth of this? And maybe the truth of this is like, you know, like I'm really manifesting these like money problems because I am like being, there's a new body of work that's really trying to come through me. And I'm like being pushed up against the wall so that I really put like, it's, it's time. I have to put out the fact that I'm an intuitive and I have to start to do readings. Like it is time. So there's a message there. It's just that those thoughts are okay when we're at a certain level, but as we try to expand, they're like killing us and we have to go and find the next level of the same thought. It's just, it's just a few vibrations above it so that we can then be the next level of ourselves. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And just hearing you share that, and I just appreciate your transparency in sharing that thought because from me sitting here thinking, right? So what you don't know, and this is like the whole thing, is yesterday I sat quietly and was like, I want to podcast differently. Like, I don't want to have bullet points prepped. I know who Nikki is. I could pull quotes from her book and ask her to unpack them. I could ask for like, what can we do now? Like, what's the call to action? And in my head, I sat down yesterday and I was like, if I'm going to keep going on this podcast, it's either going to be solo episodes with myself or my top dream guests only for the most potent inflow, no preparation, show up as you are, as real as can be, as open-hearted for our listeners to give full permission. And then I'm sitting here thinking, wow, this has been one of the most valuable conversations, literally using the word valuable, <laughs> using this new form. And so, you know what I mean? It's just so perfect. It's so perfect. And we just don't know. I mean, for you listeners, like that was a real life example, but oftentimes we're, Nikki's not going to share the thought that's coming up for her. And, and so it just is so perfect, but we don't even realize the, the perfection of it all. You know what I yeah. love about that story no, is me. that, like, I just think it's so fascinating how we're dreaming the same dream, right? Like 
and we're changing together, right? Like I, it's like, I, okay, guys, it's time. The, the world is ready for like less how to less ha hacks. Like, you know, even my daughter, when I was, I was so scared of releasing this book because there's so many personal stories there. And I was like dying, like dying. And my 17 year old daughter was like, mom, you know, Jen, you know, what is she Gen Z? She's like, mom, that's what people want. She's like, people are tired of like the perfectness. Like they want like to know you, to know your struggles, your, your true stories, whatever. So that's why I decided I'm going to write a, something that's not very linear. And I think that is a collective dream. Like you're having the same dream. We come together and actually we create like the world that way. So I think that's also important that like what you're challenged with, like there are, you're feeling that because like the collective, we're all trying to birth this together. You know, we are, we really are like, you are not alone in like your frustrations, your struggles, like you are part of this bigger body that is trying to birth this beautiful world. And it might seem like I'm so annoyed at like picking up vomit for, you know, picking up, you know, changing a diaper for the third time today or whatever. But it's like, it's really so much bigger than you, than us. Like we are birthing like this, this place from our heart together. So I just think it's so beautiful, like your heart to connect it with my heart in this moment to create like what we, like we're not alone in what we're trying to create. No, we're not. And I think that's just such a beautiful reminder to leave us with. It's like, and that's really the point of this podcast and why I share from such a space of transparency and vulnerability. And my husband knows and my family knows and everyone knows I'm just going to be as real as, as can be. And what you see is what you get. And I think that effect that used to be quite polarizing, like the shock factor is now just being so welcome and so invited. And even in the last three episodes I've done, this is really the first one. Like yesterday I sat with it. Like I tuned into the energy of this podcast. It's always been something that for me, like as a young girl, my dream was to be Barbara Walters. I never wanted to be the famous person being interviewed. I always wanted to be the one holding space for that person. And so the podcast is like that experience for me. I get to light you up. I get to go deep. I get to block out the world. And it's so healing for me. And also it's so valuable to my guests. And so it feels like energy rich in that way. And yet something isn't in flow yet with the pod. Like I haven't gone all in. I just hit 250,000 downloads. You know what I mean? Like we're just there. And I was at this place of, do I pause it or do I lean in? And as soon as I sat with that question, my new client, who is one of the bigger clients I've ever had, but it's just come from such a place of trust and not ego. She got on the call yesterday and goes, Krista, I just have to tell you, I've been listening to your podcast. I've been binging it and like, please never stop. And I'm like, oh God, damn it. Like it's right there. So then I'm like, okay, that means I need to sit with this because why am I feeling this way? And so I sat there and I sat with my heart and I'm like, this needs to just be so off the cuff. I have a dream guest coming on tomorrow. Normally I would have bullet points and pot and references and things I want to ask you about that you've said in the past to prove to you that I know you. Not even to make it a good episode, right. but to prove to my guests that I've done my research so you like me, you know? And it's like, yeah. why? And I so know. I literally thought, I'm like, you have a dream guest. She has a new book out. Let's not read about it. 
let's just drop in with her and have a heart-centered conversation. And here we are. So I just want to thank you for matching that, right? And like you said, that was the vibration that you were wanting to meet as well. So I think we just, without meaning to, really demonstrated exactly what you've been speaking to on this show. And I just can't wait to continue to watch your journey and your storytelling unfold because just from the stories you've shared today, now I'm like, I got to read this book. You know, like it has nothing to do with check marks or value or takeaways or action items. It was the storytelling. So thank you for sharing today and for being here. Kristen, I wanted to say it because I feel like when I share messages are for everybody. So sometimes like guys, when you're listening to like a, if you're in a group, like sometimes people do like group intuition circles or whatever, and like somebody's asking a question, but you know, that answers for you. So Krista, I, I, so I feel like this message is for everybody, but I'm directing it to Krista because it's like coming through, through, she's the, like the vessel that it's coming through. I mean, it's a total, like, yes, like you're trying to prove yourself and I'm almost looking like the energy of the podcast is a little higher. It's in the, it's in the heart. It's where the heart and the throat meet. So it is like, this is where it is. And going back to like, you have so much value in this messiness. Like, you know how sometimes like you love your favorite, like mom and pop's coffee shop, like it's a disaster and like nothing's matching in the mugs or whatever. And then, you know, they do well and they become corporate at some point because like they have done well. You're so happy for them that they've become corporate, but you miss the days of like, and you are like there and that is like magic. And I almost kind of feel I'm really getting this feeling that like two years from now, you're almost going to like miss this time because you're actually like birthing a lot of creativity. It's just, you're fighting the wildness of this new creativity, this new creativity. It looks like it's going to come in your work, like almost like the way you teach the way you are in your podcast. And it really, it's a very divine feminine energy. It feels, it's kind of like Kali energy. I think it is. And it's very wild. And like, you're like, whoa, like I don't, it, it makes you feel like almost uncomfortable because it's, it's very messy. And you're kind of taking that as like, I'm messy. I'm not like, but it's like, it's actually like the way this new muse is coming through you. And this is like a very, these next few years is going to be like a very magical, creative portal. You're going to see the, the results after those two years. Like you're going to see like the power like of it, but this is almost like, you know, those like beautiful romantic stories you hear about artists that like, oh yeah, like when they used to go to the bar and they would get drunk and they would write the poetry yeah. and they would paint. That's like literally where you are. You are. And like everybody wishes- I'm drunk at the bar. Thing. Yes. <laughs> you are drunk at the bar with Van Gogh. Like, you know, like, you're, <laughs> like that's basically like, I just, that's the vibe I get. And everybody wants in on that process, you know? So yeah, I hope you- keep doing what you're doing. May you allow yourself to be wild. May you allow yourself to be in process and may you like not filter yourself or censor yourself because you think people expect something else from you. There is so much medicine in where you are right now and it is perfectly divine and as needed. Your child is really guiding a lot of that. Your child does not want to be in a world where her mom is super linear and it's, things are changing. So thank you. Things are changing. Thank you so much. And please to everyone listening, take that. My whole 
my whole prayer, which you know, if you're listening to this is to open my heart so that you may open yours. So I know I'm not alone in this. I know this message is for you too. And if you want more on Nikki, I'm not going to do all the calls to actions because we're doing things differently, but you'll be able to find her in the show notes, the new book, Soul Led Living. I now can't wait to read. So you actually marketed it beautifully um, by just telling stories. So thank you. And I can't recommend following her enough. It's like just a refreshing, clean energy and a loud space. And it's, I'm really grateful for your digital presence because you actually don't need to be there. You're living your life and have a full life and books and success and a wait list. And so the fact that you stay there and present for us digitally. I just want to thank you for that and for showing up the way that you do. And for everyone listening, you too, please keep showing up. Please keep sharing and tell me how this lands for you. This was a special episode. And as always, I'm so grateful for you being here. And until next time, keep growing.